You know, ironically, it's not cold outside, but the icy overhead synthesizers of Gary Newman remain one of my favorite things that I've ever experienced in my entire life. As I've said many times, we don't get to pick what we fall in love with, right? Human brains are weird. The human heart is an unpredictable animal, to say the very least. And at a very young age, I fell in love with the bizarre android androgyny of (laughs) Gary Newman and his weird futuristic dystopian synthesizer approach to our our mutual musical future and yesterday Gary Newman turned 63 years old and he remains one of my all-time favorites so why not begin episode 140 that is 140 episodes into the Brian Oak show of the Brian Oak show hi I'm Brian Oak that's Sean Bernard hi Sean How's it going? It's going pretty well today. I haven't had enough sleep, but other than that, I have no real complaints. Um, you big Gary Newman guy? You know what's funny is that you've mentioned that he had all these other great songs, and I've only given him the benefit of the song Cars. Which was amazing. Yeah. I, I, given his legacy and who he is and what he did in the UK and throughout Europe, really, it's actually startling to me that that song even became a hit ever in the U.S. I know the new wave was a weird time for a lot of people, um, Missing Persons, Berlin, so many other bands. But his was an unusual situation. But that song was such a phenomenon internationally that it actually cracked the charts here in the States. But over in the U.K., he had he cracked the top 10 or top 20 more than 20 times. He is regarded as... An electronic pioneer, a new wave legend over there. I mean, he got the uh, Ivor Novello Award, which is an international songwriting award. He got the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers, and Authors Award. He never got a knighthood, which is a shame. That's bullshit. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Finally, someone who understands. It is the Brian Oak Show. Here we are in South Minneapolis, near 48th and Chicago, from the Smart Start MN studio. And slowly but surely, things are chugging back to life. And that's going to be a focus of today's podcast as we check in with local rock stalwart and proprietor Tony Zaccardi, a guy I've known for a long time and who I, whose company I enjoy very much. And it's weird to see his face sitting right over there because we don't see many faces these days. No, it's funny about Tony is I've been in the same room with him probably a hundred times, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we were ever introduced. Like we we knew a bunch of different people, like different bands and things like that. So there was all these different times Tony were like was like, I know that guy, <laughs> but I just, you know. He just don't want to be that guy. Well, please allow me, Sean, Tony. Oh, Tony, Tony, how are you? Nice to meet you. Yeah, very nice to meet you. Nice to meet your acquaintance. Good to have you here. Well, we're (laughs) going to talk to Tony for the remainder of the podcast, but I wanted to put in one quick song. I was going through a bunch of old 45 singles this morning thinking, hmm, what kind of songs do we want to play on the show today? And I thought, let's dig into the past. Let's go ahead and look back and, and find some of these cool, weird nuggets, because my other gig, aside from doing the podcast, is working at a record store, and... I, you know, I, I've always collected albums my entire life. 45s, I've always had a few of them, never really thought about it. But there is this bizarre subculture among record collectors, among 45s. They have to have the right label. They have to have the right packaging. They have to be made out of the right material because apparently they were made out of like seven different materials. People get so deep on their 45s. So I don't pretend to be an expert. I don't pretend to understand any of it, know anything about it. But I have in my, you know, very amateurish digging found some really cool songs. Songs so cool, in fact, that apparently if it's a Johnny Otis B-side, it doesn't exist anywhere that we can actually pull it up and play it. So I was doing a little digging, but I did come across this one particular song this morning by a guy named Barney Kessel, who was ended up ultimately being a member of the Wrecking Crew, but he did some jazz, he was a go-to session player, and he had his own orchestra for a while, and he crafted this particular song that I put on once, and I'm like, now is that cool? Or is that corny? And then I realized after I had put it on six times in a row this morning while eating peanut butter toast and drinking black coffee. Oh, you love your peanut butter toast. God damn, you're right about that. <laughs> you don't get to pick what you love, but I do love peanut butter toast, and I do love this particular track called Honey Rock by Barney Kessel. Honey 
sure if one would have heard that at the sock hop or at perhaps a gentleman's club uh back in the day it's sort of a weird dichotomy right there or skating rink maybe. i had never heard it before today and i'm certain that it happened long before i was even born and i don't dig a lot of that early sort of crossover rock and roll stuff but every once in a while you hear a song you're like i don't know why i love it but there i was <clears throat> in my nightshirt dancing around eating peanut butter toast to that particular song early this morning. And that's something that all of you can sort of mentally ruminate on for the rest of your lives. My name is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 140, made possible by Smart Start MN, the primary sponsor of this show. They've been with us since before we recorded a single episode, and they remain with us to this day. I love loyalty and working with professionals, and they are both loyal and deeply professional. They are the originators of Minnesota's Ignition Interlock Company. That means if you or someone that matters to you makes a bad choice and has a DUI, you will lose your license. They can get you back into it. They worked with the Minnesota legislature and judiciary to construct this system to get you back into your vehicle once you have the ignition interlock device installed in your vehicle. There have been a lot of uh, carpetbaggers who have showed up in the meantime, but they are one of us. They are Minnesotans. They are the originators of the ignition interlock system here in Minnesota, and they're good guys. They love music. They're interesting. They're fun to be around. Not that I've seen their faces in a year, but they are good people and good to be around. And if you go to their website and check out the Brian Oak Show link there, you can actually get a discount. Yeah, smart, smartstart.com slash the Brian Oak Show, and you get 20% off the installation of the Ignition Interlock System. So our thanks to Smart Start, and our thanks to all of our Patreon members as well. You really are the lifeblood of what we do. We would not have the Smart Start MN studio without you, so thank you very much. And I promise, I promise, once we get back to something vaguely resembling the real world, we are going to get back to our initial promise. When we started this show, we said once a month, Members of our Patreon community will be invited to a small gathering, a, a small studio performance by a great local artist who will be paid for their efforts because we want to give back. Sean and I are both huge live music fans. Uh -huh. We are strong supporters of this community that we live in, and it sucks. It's been... It's been a good year now, man, since it's all been locked down. Yeah, and it feels like a piece of me is missing. I don't know about you, but it's that's not seeing live music. There's a chunk of me that's missing that nothing can replace. And yes, the live streams have been nice, but there's just it's just not the same as feeling that energy and that vibe of being in the room listening to live music. There's nothing else like it. Well, speaking of, today's guest is Tony Zaccardi. Now, he's a longtime member of the Twin Cities hospitality and music community. I knew him first as a member of the music community. I know that he's worked in a lot of amazing places. Like, man, he's put in decades at Grumpy's Northeast. Grumpy's Northeast. Man, I always remember showing up there, but I never remembered leaving. 
It's one of those places. You're welcome. But you, you, yeah, well, and I, I do appreciate it. Trust me, I do appreciate it. But you've also played in virtually every place there is to play rock and roll in the Twin Cities, in the many different bands mm-hmm. that you've been in, Romantica, Eleganza. Appetite for Zaccardi. I think that was one of my favorite revelatory moments in my getting to know Tony Zaccardi because we had met many times, but never really, you know, it was always in passing, right? Never had a chance to like sit down and talk and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And then picking your brain about your love of metal. And, you know, I mean, because the other bands that you play in, while there's certainly a rock element, they're a little milder, they're a little quieter, they're a little more esoteric, if right. you will. But then to know that one of your primary passions is a Guns N' Roses cover band, <laughs> there are so many facets to the diamond that is Tony Zaccardi. Well, his name has appeared in you know in media and press locally in most recent years for the guy who decided to throw his hat into the ring and save Palmers. <laughs> Palmers in southeast Minneapolis. That's my neck of the woods. That's my hometown. That's my neighborhood neighborhood down there for a very long time and it's an area that wasn't necessarily headed in the right direction for a bar right i mean for for economics and you decided nope you know what the time has come i'm making palmers my own and things were going swimmingly and then a fucking global worldwide (laughs) pandemic had to come along and fuck everything up along cedar riverside and around the entire world but here we are so before we dive into too much of any one thing Hi Tony, how are you? Yeah, I, I'm actually uh, I'm actually good, and I can finally say that it's it's been a you know like for the rest of us it's been a hell of a year, but um, I've been in a pretty positive uh, positive mode in the last couple of weeks, and as I'm gearing up towards reopening, so I'm I'm kind of excited like everybody else, like it just feels better. I wanted to say sarcastically, oh, good for you, but I can't because you know what? When we find those those little pockets of positivity have become so rare and and they're to be savored so deeply when they happen. Oh, man. So what over the last couple of weeks now? I know the the reason we're talking today is because Palmer's is reopening today. Is that the primary source of your positivity right now? Are there other things that you're feeling good about? That's pretty much it. I mean, I just, you know, just gearing up towards reopening. You know, because for the better part of, well, we were open for four months this summer. The one cool thing is I've, you know, whereas most people are like, man, I would just love to go sit at a bar and have a beer. Well, that's all I've been doing for the last year is I have a bar that I can sit in, (laughs) but I'm all by myself. Not all all of us have a bar we can go sit in, right? I learned, and just only a month ago, I learned I could cast to my fancy TV at the bar from a phone so I could watch Netflix or whatever. Uh, I just, of course, it just dawned on me recently, but yeah, I could sit in the bar and Drink a beer, or a cocktail, and I have a you know a cigarette. Just but um, finally, and I started turning that the, the neon signs and stuff back on, and um, you know dim the lights to where where it normally is, and say, oh, that's right, there's a bar in here. It's not just my house, you know. Like I mean, like there are people who have man caves and tree forts. But you've got, like, the ultimate combination thereof because it's actually a full-blown bar. Yeah, I have tap beer. Oh, my. So it's not even like you have one of those, what do they call them, kegmeisters or whatever. No, you've got a full-blown array of taps available there. By the way, you keeping those lines clean? If you're sitting there by yourself for four months, that makes me nervous. I just had them serviced two days ago. I'll bet you did. Okay, so you're going to open back up. So let's go back a little ways before Mm -hmm. we talk about the grand reopen today. We go back, and you're open, and things are moving. I was there on plenty of nights where the back patio is packed. You've got this great outdoor area. Inside is jammed. Sometimes there's bands. Sometimes it's just people hanging out. Mm-hmm. You, 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 by buying Palmer's, did something with your connections and your connection to this city. You did something to revitalize a portion of an area that was trending in the wrong direction, or at least trending in a different direction. You know, and I, I, do you think that's fair to say? Oh, I, I think so. There was, there's not a lot left of, of you know, what was so beloved on the West Bank. Exactly. Um, and so but so you decide to get back in at a time where most business savvy types would be like, this is probably the wrong time to get back into this game. But you decided to make Palmer's yours. What was the tipping point for you? What was the I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of different factors, but what was the tipping point that said, nope, I'm getting Palmer's and we're bringing this back? Well, I, you know, I a friend of mine told me uh that it was for sale, and it wouldn't be cool if eight of us went together and bought it. I'm like, well, no, because I'm not stupid. Uh, but then I, I was like, uh, I'm never going to. Imagine hundred, being in an eight-way yeah, marriage. I had three, oh. Yeah, yeah and, and everyone would just not make money. Not right. just me, but no one else would make money. You know. right. But I, you know, I had $300 in the bank, so I wasn't like thinking it was going to happen. And then one of my customers uh, works for an organization called Mita, and what they do is help people that look like me uh, get into 
small business ownership. What do you mean, handsome? <laughs> I was thinking brown. Oh, I see. Oh, a person of color. Yeah, I brown. see. All right, all right. They help handsome fellas with dreadlocks. My <laughs> <laughs> <Buy> business. <laughs> look, man, I was just trying to clarify. This is an auditory medium, so people don't know what you look like okay, if they haven't point. met you before. They have uh, uh, persons of color, uh, minorities, and and also women um, help uh, help get them into small business. And he's like, Tony, we could do this. I'm like, you're out of your mind. He's like, I'm 30 years into lending, and I'm the president of lending for this organization. We're going to do it. Wow. And, uh, and I was like, uh, what? Uh, nine weeks later, um, I signed my life away, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for better or, you know, or worse. Well, uh, and for better. And see, that doesn't surprise me that you have the guts to pull the trigger on that. But then, I mean, timing is everything, right? I mean, it doesn't matter what you do in life. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter your endeavor. Timing is such a huge factor. Yeah. And you do this, and it's starting to happen, and people are excited. You are a well-beloved figure in this community, and people are coming, and they're doing the thing, and it's starting to look like it's going the right way. So when did when did you sign, and when did COVID come in and decide to give you the business? I had a year and a half or so. I, it was I, I purchased May 7th of 2018, and we closed March of 20-whatever, 2020. I mean, uh, a year ago. So yeah, a year I mean, ago. pretty much essentially a year ago. And was that the mandatory shutdown? Yeah, and so I and so in in May seventh, twenty twenty, my two year anniversary, I laid in my bed. I woke up and just started bawling. You know, in my bed, it's like understand understand what you know what could be. Um, then I went and bought some some nightstands for my apartment. So, <laughs> like an hour later, there's no better time to go to IKEA <laughs> than when you're suffering from the depths of existential angst. <laughs> I should go spend some money. <laughs> you know what? It couldn't be worse than Ikea already is. Maybe no, it'll actually lift my spirits. It was over here. Off of I'm just joking <laughs> I don't think there's ever a good time to go to Ikea. No, there's not. No. I've been there plenty of times. Oh, yeah, me too. I live, there, I live five minutes from that place, and there's never a good time to go there. No. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 it was, uh, I had, you know, the first year figuring out, I, mean, I worked in bars and ran a bar for so long, but you don't really know what you're doing until you're looking at the bank account and going oh oh <laughs> that's what i did to uh-huh. pat for oh shit you know <laughs> um so it's been about the first you know year and a half just kind of fumbling and and uh finally starting to get my head you know out of my ass and like get control of things understand um how to account for what i'm spending and the money coming in right and like all right here we go yep and all things were pointing towards a banner year at the bar and then just you know a year ago uh a year ago we Today or two days prior, we had the one-year anniversary of, it was the one-year anniversary of we were the number one Ham's beer account in the state. Wow. And we had a wow. had $1 Ham's beers, um, which meant probably in the in the country, in the world, because it's Minnesota. Ham's, right. Um, but it was, we sold, we, the bar was jam-packed. We had $1 <clears throat> pints of Ham's for the whole day. And then, yeah, three days later, we were closed. Yeah, well, and so when you say you were on the path for a banner year, I think it's f- important for people to remember, not that I'm any kind of expert when it comes to the hospitality industry, but I've known plenty of people who have either owned or managed restaurants mm-hmm. or bars. The margins are never that great to mm-hmm. begin with. It's not like you're making money hand over fist. A good year is a pretty good year, you yeah. know, but like yeah. a, a tough year, the margins are never that wide. And so then to suddenly be like, nope, you have to close down. I mean, did you? And I'm not asking you to, like, you know, completely open a vein here, but, I mean, did you hit points of despair in those first few months? Yep. Okay, good. Well, 100%. I'm not good. I'm not, I'm not glad that you felt despair, but, I mean, you know, this is an endeavor that you weren't comfortable making in the first place. You managed to find a good ally. You decide to do it. You've done a good thing. Things are moving mm-hmm. in the right direction, and literally something none of us have ever seen or encountered before comes along and totally T-bones your existence and you're fucked. Oh, yeah. It, it, it is. And, you know, and I can see how I thankfully never got, I mean, I was, on, you know, I was getting, things were pretty tight, you know, but we managed to, 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 to you know, with a lot of people's help and help from the community, um, I never was to the point of worrying about like, oh, shit, I'm going to be the guy that closes Palmer's Bar after 114 years, you know, and so thank God. 
you know, it, it wouldn't have been your fault, man. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 global flu is kind of a thing. I know. Yeah. Well, so listen, I want to talk about the reopening because <laughs> we are now finally starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's a little early to say the light, that it, we're done, that right. we're completely out of the woods, and I know that you'll be taking that into account as Palmer's reopens beginning today. But I also want to talk about the fact that um, our city, once again, that was in trouble for a while, it looks like it might be in trouble again. Yeah. Just because finally justice might be served, and if it's not served as our hometown, nobody wants to see it burn, but maybe sometimes things have to burn. And we'll talk, I know as a business owner, you don't feel the same way. I know, and I'm not trying to be flip about any of it, but I want to talk to you more about it. But I also like to get too far into the show without playing some music. And the first thing we're going to play here is the Bremen Riot. I don't know the Bremen Riot, so I want you to tell me who they are, why you chose this song, and why it's rad. Um, so the Bremen Riot, there's a, 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 a fellow by the name of Mike Nikolai who's from Minneapolis. Oh, was, I do know Mike Nikolai. Yeah. I mean, I don't know him, but I know who he is. Yeah, he was, you know, he's a friend man for the Draghounds many years ago, and uh, and he's since moved to Austin, Texas, but he, there's a, a band from Austin called Grand Champion who are one of my favorite bands of all time, and there's an incredible live band, and, and he had this great idea, like, I want to make a record with Grand Champion, and I'm going to make a record with the Gourds and do this other thing. The Gourds. Um, yeah, there's Wait. stories there. <laughs> yeah. um, but and so, but this is the record he made with Grand Champagne, and it's called. And they made it called the Bremen Riot. And Mike just is a front man, not a singer songwriter front man. He's just a guy with a bike stand, and uh, it's loads just, of charisma, I assume. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. it's just a, it's a killer. It's an amazing, amazing record that probably nobody in Minneapolis, besides the thirty of us that love Grand Champagne, um, that even know about. And uh, it's just great. It's just, it's a fun. Just a great song that I think everyone's... I have a phrase, always learning, that I love to use because I don't know this song, and I always love hearing something good and new. So let's do it. Bremen Riot. Keep your head on The Brian Oak Show. So Mike Nikolai moves to Austin, Texas, but he clearly brings no small amount of cool 90s Minnesota with him. I mean, like, the the vibe in that song definitely has more than a little Minnesota in it, for sure. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's in him. Yeah. Bremen Riot right there with Keep Your Head. Tony Zaccardi is our guest. And, Tony, before we resume our conversation and the grand reopening of Palmer's. High time, by the way. I'm dying to see people. I'm just so freaking nervous about it. Before we get back to that, I do want to mention that Sean Bernard. Hi, Sean. Oh, hey, Brian. How are you? <laughs> How Why do you, you do that? Like you, you've seen me for like an hour. It's a joke. Oh, I always, I always hi. do that where I hi like there. look at someone I'm like, oh hey, how 
are you? Like, you know, and we've been standing around for two hours together. Yeah, I'm a it, chronic reintroducer. My wife hates that. She's yeah. like, I've met them eight times. You know, and, and so I'm the same way because a I'm so bad at people's names. Yes. Like I'll go into situations where I'm like, I don't know who that is, and I'm supposed to introduce them to my wife. I don't, I don't know what I. Uh, so if I do know their names, yes, I, the reintroductions happen a half mm-hmm. dozen times. My point being, Sean, that you, in addition to your invaluable work here on the Brian Oak Show, you're also a realtor and sponsor of the Brian Oak Show in your role as realtor for Edina Realty. Yeah, it's uh, I'm doing something new this year, which I'm excited about. It just kind of came to me about a month ago. Uh, last year, I did something where I donated a portion of every sale to the warming house. I'm on the board of directors over there. They're not open right now. But this year, what I'm going to do is for my clients, whether they're on the buy side or the sell side, we're going to donate money to their favorite local musician uh, with every house bought or sold. doesn't wow. cost them anymore. It comes wow. out of my check, my commission. Um, but a way to be able to give back. Uh, too many musicians are struggling right now, and there's no amount of money from the government that's going to get them to where they want to go. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to do this year. I just feel like it's the right thing to do, and it's exciting and cool because they get to decide. I did tell some people, I said, if you're having a tough time deciding, <laughs> I have a list <laughs> of bands that I know that we can support. And then in some cases, uh, for for clients that bought last year, one client in particular uh, they did a sell and buy with me. We're going to actually do a house party with Sarah Morris, uh, and I'm paying for it. Uh, wow. Yeah, where she's going to do a show once it's safe to do so. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just something that I do a little differently than other realtors. Um, if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell and they're not assholes, uh, have them call me, 612 and that number is also text-worthy. Tony, you had a comment. Oh, I just think that's way cooler than, like, taking your client golfing or something. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, I support just, local music. Plus, it's like I know I'm going to like them if they like local music, yep. and so we'll have that in common. But I just it just kind of came to me, like, what a it's an interesting thing to get back to. I could give to an organization that supports everybody else, but I thought, you know what? They'll get tiny amounts of money that way. This way, I can donate and and support them so a little shot in the arm well i mean something that you and i have talked about literally for this last year you know tony his means of livelihood his greatest financial obligation and an incredible institution that's been around for more than a century in the twin cities palmers has been shut down more often than not over the course of the last year we have been fighting an uphill battle as well even on something as modest and insignificant and inconsequential as our podcast but throughout that entire time we have urged everyone to get gift cards from local businesses whether they be restaurants whether they be bars whether they be anything this is our community this is our home we want it to have vibrancy and life and and you know that that essence on the other side of this whatever the other side of it looks like it'll probably never be identical but we want it to be there we've already lost so many amazing places and we can't afford to lose them musicians are a part of that but so are local venues Mm -hmm. a meeting place whether it's for live music or just to have that damn beer that you need so bad you ever had that feeling tony oh yes (laughs) (laughs) thankfully it was cured about three minutes ago congratulations well 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 done beer. good no, for I, you i will say to, to your point of um uh because you, you, we've all, all heard you know buy buy gift cards you know support your local restaurant buy a t-shirt from your favorite yeah. bar i'll tell you what absolutely it from from my perspective that was about one-sixth of every dollar i made from the original shutdown through the end of 2020 was gift cards and merchandise purchased oh, on my website great. i mean it, it it was massive and it it helped pay my, you know, property tax, help pay the insurance that doesn't get stopped because there's COVID, right. you know, that kind of stuff. It really, it's, just, it's the uncool, fun, unfun stuff to think about that comes in running a, a business, owning a building like that. But absolutely, it's vital, even still now. It's like, I don't want to, if you don't want to go out and you're not comfortable going out, buy futures in your favorite restaurant. Absolutely. Is it just palmersbar.com? Or uh, dot net. Dot yeah. net. Palmer, palmersbar.net. <laughs> dot palmersbar.com is for sale. Um, for but I think $12, it's like, yeah. 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 Fuck I mean, at least guys. it's not Angel Fire. Like <laughs> yeah, Billy, exactly. Billy Morris Angel, said. Angel Fire. That's Dillinger 4. They have an Angel Fire website. Oh, I'm nice. going to go to the Palmer's Bar GeoCities chat board later. And uh, <laughs> we'll have a good oh, conversation about what Geo today is going to look like. <laughs> Seriously. So, uh, hey, man, I mean, there's still some really cool chat boards over on GeoCities. 
Just kidding, of (laughs) course. Um, So here we are. Today is Thursday. This is the day that Palmer's gets to reopen. Could you have reopened before today? Yes, I could have reopened. uh, I don't even remember when now. A while ago. A month ago or something. Okay. There's really strong alcohol content in that beer. (laughs) Today, today is the day, and so what does reopening look like? I mean, imagine, even though, like, there hasn't been a lot going on, getting ready for people to come back out, getting ready for social distancing. Will there, will there still be mask requirements? What does reopening look like for Palmer's? Absolutely. I mean, I, my, I waited until this point, although I wish I could open on Tuesday when it was 65 degrees out. Mm. Um, still, gonna, it, It's coming, man. It's coming. You're doing the right thing. But, but I, I think... Uh, we're still, you know, the great thing about Palmer's is I have a massive patio and, and, and it probably can seat, I don't know, 80 to 100 people. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. like that. Um, the inside of the bar, you know, my legal capacity is 65, but um, with, you know, 50%, that's about 32 people, which is all that Palmer's has ever had seating for anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So I, I've been out, you know, shopping for new tables. Um, I got rid of the pinball machine so I could have a little more space for seating. Uh, we're going to do some, some bar seating, but it's going to be spaced, a couple bar stools, some blockage in the middle, right. and not just like people start sliding. Because I've been to bars where it's like everyone's just crying. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. No, we we, we were th- hey, we were strict uh, all last summer when we were open right. um, about everything, and uh, people thanked me for it. Like, thank you. I feel very, you know, and, and I want that again. I want people to feel comfortable seeing, you know, even if it's, you know, this, you know sanitizing spray and leave on the even though some of that stuff is less really, we know now that it's less um, massively important than masking stuff. It still looks right. really nice to see as a customer. You just you want people to have that sense of comfort because you know people aren't going to necessarily think, "Oh, Palmer's, that's a place I want to go and feel really safe during a pandemic <laughs> shutdown." But right. I like people to have the the opposite uh, experience there. I want right. people to be blown away, and so I feel kind of part like I have to prove that a little bit more. Um, but it's fun when people come and go, "Oh, awesome! That was great." You know, uh, I want that. I want people to feel something and they just know that the people that are working <clears throat> are equally as concerned about the pandemic as everybody else. And um, and so my staff is going to be short with you about rules. You know, um, we're only doing because we care and we all want to be here in a year. Can I throw up one thing? Uh, if you decide to go out and you do wear a mask, because I work at a retail establishment, mm-hmm. right? And 97% of the people are great about fully masking the entire time. We're all just trying to not get sick and die, right? I mean, or pass it on to others, someone else that we could kill. I understand that we're all tired of masks, and it's exhausting, and sometimes it can be hard to hear. Pull it up over your fucking nose. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. Like, I, the, the mask down here sitting on the upper lip and someone just like, burp, 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 burp. I, so literally when they walk into the store like that, I'm like, pull your mask up over your nose, otherwise you're not welcome here. Yeah. I have a health condition. Well, then fuck you. Today's not the day Can to buy records. you should be records. ordering records online. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. I want to get back to a regular life, too, and the way we do that is by being conscientious. Yes, people are being vaccinated. Yes, people are trying to take precautions. Do your part. Mm-hmm. Don't be a lazy, selfish piece of crap. And that doesn't seem like a lot to ask of people. Simple. It, yeah. it really is. So you are reopening. Obviously, there's a ramp up. You're buying tables. You're making sure everything's in place. You're doing the thing. And again, I will reiterate, your back patio is fantastic. It's yeah. big. It's open. And I think we've all realized that not being indoors and getting multiple exposures to people is kind of the trick right now, right? right? Like outdoors, ventilation. Sitting on your back patio sounds like a lovely way to spend a Thursday yeah. evening. Are you excited about reopening? Absolutely. Again, I wasn't at first just because uh, just mostly because I've had my own place to sit and enjoy the park. Right. <laughs> oh, I gotta let all these people back into yeah. my tree yeah. fort. Right, exactly. But no, it, it, that's right. The building's gotta stay paid for. Right. Um, no, I'm I'm very excited. I'm excited because, you know, we have a better grasp of, you know, after having had all last summer and fall, um, we kinda have a better idea. We know what we're doing, we know kind of what systems we're gonna have and, and how we want to do it. And uh and just knowing that people are chomping at the bit to get back out to Palmer. It's just because there's a lot of people that see each other and spend their time together every day there that don't know each other outside of the bar right and uh just to be able to bring uh, some of that community back for people um safely smartly and um look forward to it and one of the bigger things that i'm really excited about is uh starting in a couple months i have that stage outside yeah you do and uh being able to give uh, uh you know have live music uh multiple nights a week um it's something that a lot of places aren't gonna you're not gonna be going to show at more it's this summer you know, as much as we want to, I love Mort. 
you're not going to go to the turf club or the entry anytime soon right. for much of anything that feels really, you know. Um, so I'm going to really focus on on, uh, on music outdoors with um, the smaller, you know, we're not going to pack it out, um, but be able to really focus on that. Would you allow us to do a show over there outside at some <laughs> Absolutely. point? Absolutely. I, I have a huge stage out back. Yeah, you could That'd be fun to do a show from over there. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'd love that and be able to interview whoever the band is. and yeah, then On-air production meeting you right know now. We're doing it right <laughs> now. All right, all right, I'm just thinking right. it would be fun because it would help you. It, it would help us. It, it would be fun to do. It would be fun to do. And I'm excited about the possibilities because, you know, Sean and I, avid music heads and fans, we're starving, right? Mm-hmm. For, for, but mainly the, the the main guests on this show are musicians, right? Mm-hmm. And they're also starving. I mean, they've done the things where we do the Zoom thing, but I think we all realize, much like you being willing to come into the Smart Start MN studio mm-hmm. here, we could have done this by Zoom, but having done what I do, talking to people for a living for almost 30 years, it sucks over the phone. Yeah, it's not no. the same thing as sitting in front of you and having a conversation very much the same for musicians and their fans. There is a symbiotic relationship. There is a feedback loop there mm-hmm. that it, it changes it. It, it. You know, the air changes around all of us. So that's exciting, man. How soon do you have music starting up again? I think we're going to start mid mid to late May. I don't all have right. anything finalized set, but I got an awesome friend that's going to be helping me put some put together some cool shows, and uh, it's going to be kind of a, a whole new kind of thing going on down there this summer. Um, and I tell you, we had turn 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 play there last summer. Oh, cool! And and and. Uh, the woman who opened, remember, just going. I can't believe I'm playing in front. She was tearing up because she was playing oh. in front of an audience. But but turn to turn was sound checking, sitting there up in front of the stage and just feeling that the subwoofer hitting you know hitting me in the chest. Oh. And I, I literally almost started crying. Uh-huh. I was brought to death. Yeah. I think I teared up just to like, oh yeah, this you know. Um, what a weird thought that I might actually look forward to hearing a drum check again. Yeah, right. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just in anticipation, raw, gorgeous, <laughs> visceral, molten anticipation mm-hmm. that at some point those drums are going to be backing up an amazing song. Yeah. And and from a you know musician standpoint, I can't wait to be, you know, in front of a crowd. It's just it is. It's it's a uh, it's going to be an amazing thing for But for we've a lot talked of a lot about Palmer's. We're going to talk more about your music and life in this bizarre city of ours coming up. But once again, we've gone too long without a song. Now, mm. the next one you've chosen, I am excited about because we <laughs> talked earlier about one of your musical endeavors is Appetite for Zaccardi, a Guns and Roses themed band. And your love of metal was one of the most interesting surprises about meeting you mm-hmm. that I ever found out about. And so before we hear the song you've picked out, why, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I played Appetite for Destruction at the record store two days ago. We played it start to finish, and that's a record that will never, ever, ever get old. I love a lot of metal. Some of it I can't stand. Sure. I mean, you know, there, I, there's some stuff I'm going to take a hard pass on, but I do like a lot of it. When did you fall in love with metal? Oh, at, at a very young age. I mean, I, um, I'm in 1987, really, 86, 87. So I was 10 I mean, years so old. So you're right there in the teeth of Guns oh, N' Roses. Yeah, that there. record came out that year. And I yeah. had a buddy of mine, you know, the, we lived in a little apartment complex, a complex, and somebody's older brother, like, you know, had an Anthrax t shirt and he taught us about Guns N' Roses. And then we, got, you know, got a little Zorlock Metallica skateboards. Wow. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, I, I focused mine. Um, but uh, so, like, that's that was the first music we really. That wasn't our parents' music. That was the first music that we were turned on to. You know, Guns N' Roses and hair metal stuff, Poison, uh, whatever. But Skid Row, all that kind of stuff. That was my, that was my thing. And, and Anthrax was a was a big part of that. And, you know, I'm the Man came out. It's like, what the hell is this? You know, it was the craziest <laughs> thing. And but it was fun and it was weird and, and archaic and in its own weird little way. And one of my favorite things about Anthrax is that they did not shy away from being hard and hitting hard mm-hmm. and doing a lot of the tropes of metal, but they also never took themselves too seriously, right? Yeah. I mean, like, they did. They took their art seriously. They took their form seriously, but they always seemed like they were having more fun than most of sort of the preening yeah. hair metal bands that took it way too seriously. Anthrax was always a really good time. Punk rockers loved Anthrax. Metalheads loved Anthrax. Mm-hmm. Anthrax is, is sort of a unique and they, creature. They kind of did early, kind of had some hip-hop things going in there, too, and obviously with I'm the Man a little bit, and later on with Bring the Noise, Public Enemy. Absolutely. I mean, they're kind of innovators in their, in their own way, and Scott Ian has stuck to that goatee like <laughs> nobody's ever stuck to anything. <laughs> but he's the man. He is, in fact. Here's Anthrax. Got the time on The Brian Oak Show.
Oh, that's pretty tasty. You know what it made me think of? It it made (laughs) me think of bands like, um, so I'm a little older than you are, and by a little I mean significantly. And when I first started going to cool record stores, right, like I grew up in Coon Rapids, and there was a music land at Northtown Mall, but Mm -hmm. that's different than going to a cool record store. And when I started wearing my hair funny and wearing a trench coat and pegging my jeans... My friends and I would take a bus downtown and go to Northern Lights when it was on the old Block E, right? And so I know, gather around, kids. Grandpa's going to tell a story. <laughs> but I remember I remember finding some cool punk rock bands, but there was also this whole genre of West Coast stuff that I couldn't entirely relate to because I was way too much of a coward to ever be like an extreme sports guy. But skate punk, you know, mm-hmm. like JFA, Anthrax took the best elements of that and brought it into metal and kept it alive. There's really not another band exactly like Anthrax. No, I mean, DRI was somebody, you know, we tried to kind of really get into DRI too, but it just didn't quite, Anthrax was a little more, yeah. Yeah, It it, it hits closer to home, but a great pull right there. I love that because not one person in 140 episodes, Sean, has ever pulled an Anthrax song before on this show. No, that was fantastic. And the only thing I insist when guests come on, you can play literally anything. It just has to matter to you, but I like it when it also matters to me. That was fucking excellent. (laughs) Tony Zaccardi, so we've been talking primarily about your role as a proprietor for an important Twin Cities institution, and that would be Palmer's reopening today. It's going to be out there. Are you running? regular hours are you still going till 2 a.m no uh it you can only be open till 11 in the okay. state of minnesota all right and, and um part of my i initially had i don't want to be open until we can be open till 2 a.m but there's people's drinking choices or drinking styles and how they drink has, have changed so i think 11 o'clock would be all right to, to start with um and i'm opening you know pre-pandemic we opened at 10 in the morning right which really wasn't smart economically anyways right um but now it's just be, would be stupid so uh, most days, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to open at one o'clock. Okay. Um, you know, Bloody Mary kind of, kind of time, but otherwise three o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Very good. Well, and see, to me, that makes a lot of sense, but also I've noticed on the places that have opened some safely, some not quite as safely, people are hungry for it, man. Yeah. Between the warm weather and being locked down for the better part of a year, people are hungry to get back out. So just to be clear, you're still requiring masking, you know, obviously other yep. than when people are imbibing and social distancing, just be a responsible citizen and come down to Palmer's and do what they do. Let's talk about your music because, I mean, you still play music. You are in some incredible bands. Has that all been shut down for the last year? For the most part. And it's and it's funny. I have kind of forgot that I play, 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 <laughs> play music. Oh, that's, that's right. right. I do that, too. Even though you've done it for more than 20 years? Um, I did buy a new bass a few months ago. Oh, right. And I still not plugged it into an amp, but I'm very excited to... Um, wait a but, minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So now here's the thing. When, it, when a kid gets a new toy, and I'm not calling you a child, <laughs> but when a kid gets a new toy, the first thing that happens, it gets ripped out of the box and thrown down the stairs, right? I mean, right. We're, we're playing with that new toy. You've gotten yourself a brand new bass that you clearly have been looking at for a while. You haven't plugged it in yet? It's a 1975 Fender P bass. And uh, I oh. bought it at Willie's, and they didn't have the uh, the option really to, to plug it in. But you store. brought it home, and I assume you own an amplifier. I don't, but I have an amp in my... In my there's rehearsal space over in North Minneapolis, okay. but I haven't been there. I mean, I'm not trying to ride yeah. you on this. It's just I hard mean, for me to imagine as a bass player, you get a bass that you covet, and yeah. you haven't had a chance. I mean, I'm sure you've touched it a little oh, bit without I mean, plugging it could in. Could I have taken the initiative to do this? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm being lazy about this. There uh, welcome to the club. Yeah. Well, and see, now, again, we relate on several levels, so yeah. I totally get that. Oh, the, the opportunity was there. I just hadn't <laughs> brought myself to the... <laughs> well, like you said, you've forgotten that you play in these bands, so where are we at with all that? I mean, like, so are we are we recording? Are we thinking about playing out at some point in the future? You've obviously been in contact with people that you play music with. Where does that all sit some for you right now? You know, Eleganza, I think, is firing back up here. We're doing something, I think, at the end of April... Uh, the hook and ladder, um, something outdoor thing. Uh, we we went down just pre-pandemic. We went down uh, uh, just outside of Oxford, Mississippi, and recorded a new record um, with Matt Patton as the bass player for a band called the Dexatines, and also uh, you may know the Drive By Truckers. He's I, in that. Oh band. yeah, wow. I have heard of the Drive yeah, By yeah, Truckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. And uh, and 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 uh, that's got that's got a cameo by the guy from Squirrel Nut Zippers is on it. And uh, which guy? The singer. The, oh, oh, the main singer. Yeah. yeah. yeah All right. New place plays and sings back up. And stuff I got gotcha. you. And uh, in fact, right before pandemic, the night of the shutdown, so we're all hanging out down in Mississippi with these guys. The night of shutdown, Squirrel Nut Zippers had a gig scheduled for the final or for Dakota and drive-by was at the palace. And then it was going to be like this crazy party afterwards wow. of course, where we all got back together and uh, both shows were canceled, of course. And Fantastic uh, news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thankfully. 
Uh, but uh, so Romantica it said I went down and played a show with Romantica down in uh, Owatonna, and that was our last show. Um, I haven't we, we haven't done we were going to do maybe try to do something this last fall of Palmer's didn't happen, but I haven't really talked to those, those guys much since then. Do you? And this is an important question. I don't want you to just give me the the pat answer. Because the pandemic has hit everybody in different ways. You know, a lot of people who are creatives, everyone's like, oh, my God, this must be an amazing time for you to be able to explore the space and really dig in deep on your your muse or your chosen path. And a lot of people, it's just it's desolation, right? Like, do you miss playing or is it just are things so bizarre that you're like, I don't give a fuck, man. I don't know. I part of (laughs) I'm definitely in in theory. Both, I guess, really. I mean, there are yeah. parts of me that, like, I mean, I can't wait to get out on the entry stage or the turf club stage with, with Eleganza and play loud music and have people, you know, enjoying it. Absolutely. But definitely, I think there's, you know, I used to joke, like, imagine the songs that are going to come out of this pandemic. But I've seen, like, you know, people like Lydia Loveless and other huge songwriters that are just, like, like to think that I was being productive during all this time, but fuck, I haven't touched my guitar or my piano in six weeks or six months or whatever. It's, so, you know, laying on the couch and staring at the ceiling seems yeah. to be the new yeah. creative outlet. And I, regardless of who you are and what you do for a living, whether you are a musician or a painter or a, ugh, I hate to put myself in the same conversation, but a podcaster, I mean, <laughs> you know, think of all the time you could have put in Lame. writing, coming up with good bits and all that kind of stuff. And you just kind of sit there watching. Yeah. The Great British Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for oh, there, four, season four is out. <laughs> four hours. Look, that's an old fielding. Oh, so <laughs> you are going to get back to music, Absolutely. though, right? I mean, do yep. you do you feel so? Let me ask you this before we hear another song. I don't think that what we look at afterwards is ever going to bear a one hundred percent resemblance to what, the life we knew before. I think we're going to get close, but I think that there will be even two years from now when everyone's vaccinated and everything's cool. There will still be people standing at the very back of the venue mm-hmm. wearing a mask on their face. I think things have changed permanently. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm wondering what, what I, and there's no way to predict the future, obviously. I'm not asking you to be, you know, Nostra Zacardius, but I am asking you. <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, thank you. Uh, I am asking you to, well, I mean, what do, what do you see the future looking like? Do you see it looking like 75? Five percent normal, ninety percent normal. What do you think? I think there is no. It, it's tr- very true. I don't think there is a normal anymore I, at all. Is for, if it's you know, um, doors at eight, music at nine, show ends at one forty-five. I think that is done. You know that kind of thing for a very long time. I yeah. think you know you're going to see ticket prices are going to be higher than they used to be, which they should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should have been fifteen years ago. Right. Um, and I, I think you're going to see. You're not going to see you know jam jam packed anymore. I think you're going to see smarter, well. Um, uh, well curated shows, events, um, and if if there's multiple per day, that kind of stuff. I think I think it's kind of the right time to rewrite how we want it to be, and I think people smarter than me are going to figure out how to how to do that right. And then I'm going to jump on. No, you know, I think no, you just think, blew my mind though because I remember thinking back, like back in the '60s, right? Like there are posters where it's like Jimi Hendrix did two sets in one night, mm-hmm. right? Like there was the six o'clock show and there was the eight o'clock show, yeah. and that's a wonderful idea because especially for old men like me, I'm yeah. like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to see Hendrix, but if I could be, <laughs> if I could be home in time yeah. for Andy Griffith, that would be fantastic. Wait, Queens of the Stone Age are playing at nine o'clock? <laughs> nope, nope. Oh, there's a five thirty dinner show. <laughs> exactly. Well, what are they serving for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> how far? How many blocks is it from my house? It, the well, vegetable medley for Queens of the Stone Age oh! is so so good. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be like on a t-shirt or something that was really good sean you caught me off guard with that one. Oh, that was good so you know by the same token yes i think people will slow their roll and it will look different and it is going to be interesting to see how it evolves but as sean and i have discussed many times the think about the number of times that you blew off a show where you're like ah they don't start till 10 30 it's yeah. tuesday Bah. Like, there's going to be less of that, right? So yeah. at some point, we find the happy balance in between there. Like, I won't, I, we've learned not to take certain things for granted. Now, I had already reached an age where I wasn't going out to every show I wanted to see. It had to be somebody special, all the Queens of the Stone Age, whatever. But even some of those, I'd be like, oh, it's at the entry. I'm going to have to find parking. It's snowing. It's Thursday. Mm-hmm. Brr. 
those will become smaller considerations over, say, safety and holy shit, that band hasn't been here in four years, yep. which I used to kind of take for granted. I used to blow off all the time. Yeah, I think, uh, well, yeah, or, you know, for people that travel, you know, South by, oh, I'll just see him, I'm going to see him at South by next week. Anyways, right. I, did, uh, I was talking to somebody earlier today who was like, oh, he blew off, you know, Flogging Molly came over to Palmer's afterwards, after mm-hmm. that show that we saw that was social D. Wow. And he's like, ah, I'm not going to go because I got to go see the da-da-da next, you know, it's like, and he's like, had I known that there's going to be a damn, you know, pandemic, I would have seen all seven shows that week after da 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 you know. Um, you just got to jump, you know, you got to focus on the opportunities. You're not going to go see seven shows a week like you used to, but you're going to focus and spend money and, uh, and time on the right ones that are for you. I, I think, think that was the last show that I saw. Social was it? Yeah, Social D and Flogging Molly yeah. down at the... Uh, uh, the thing downtown, yeah, Armory. Well, Armory at the Armory, yeah. there we go. Yeah, that's where it was. One of the things I've noticed is I don't mind buying things online, but one of the things I always did is I would go see a show, I would then make my way over to the merch table, and yeah. if it was a band I loved, I would buy a black T-shirt, and, and my black T-shirt collection is stupid, um, but also wonderful. But as I was going through it the other day and doing laundry, I did like a massive sort and a full-blown laundry attack on all of it. And I'm like, I haven't bought a new black concert t-shirt in a year, maybe longer. And that's the longest I've gone since I could afford buying concert t-shirts. <laughs> it, 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 really, it really is. And it was, it was telling to me. So like you said, you know, I'm not going to take it for granted anymore, but I am still going to be safe. But I am going to go support the bands that I love because that's how they stay, continue doing what they do. And then when you show up, go buy a seven-inch seven single and, and buy a t-shirt, whether it is a local band that's just barely getting by or some international superstar band that you love. It's going to be nice to get back out and do it. I'm going to be honest. It's going to be a minute before I'm comfortable going to the x or the armory or right. a big place like that but m- people might think well it's big and open and whatever but i mean yeah. no way man you're, super spreader you're dealing with too many people from a different you know every different whereas like if you're mm-hmm. gonna go see a show at the fine land or palmer's or whatever you know that it's a band that you love maybe you're gonna think oh the, everyone else that loves this band is probably smart like me not to mention handsome like our guest today tony zaccardi (laughs) tony before we wrap up here palmers your venue your establishment what other challenges other than social distancing are you facing reopening as we begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel on the pandemic what other challenges are you facing as a business owner somebody who wants to get people back out who wants to get music back out there but also understands the world we live in obviously social distancing and wearing masks are there other challenges well i think you're facing the unknown really of, of what's going to come these next few months i mean the, the excitement is vaccines are rolling out people are getting vaccinated it's we're better chance to be outdoors weather's nice all this stuff but yet you still don't know um, you know, before we closed in November, like even though we could have been open and we were open, boy, it was our business was down to the nitty gritty. Like there were, you know, there were, people weren't coming out, right? And uh, and and I so I th- but I think with the weather changing, you know, it's just you don't know. You know, I mean, you don't know what the future is going to be like in the next year for for a small bar like mine or for any of you know our friends' restaurants, bars, venues. But uh, mostly, you know, it's it's been getting the right arrangement, the right, you know. How do I arrange my tiny little bar to make people feel safe, people feel safe, comfortable, and uh, and then just just crossing your fingers, really, is that you, you know. Last question, and mm-hmm. this one's a personal one. So I've talked about how is it different to run your business. I've talked about what does the future look like, right? And no, nothing anyone can know. And the question I'm about to ask you is one that only you can answer. And it doesn't mean you have to be right. <laughs> Again, I'm not asking you to predict the future, but how do you feel about the immediate future, whether it is how we're living as a whole, what we're looking at for the city of ours, which might erupt in flames at any time again, whether it is, you know, as a musician, business owner, whatever the case may be, in your gut, do you feel like we're heading in the right direction? Do you feel okay about things? I'm very hopeful. Yeah? Yeah. I, I, I try not to be, I can be a very Debbie Downer. Mostly I keep that to myself. Well, or not, but <laughs> but uh, um, I, I truthfully, honestly, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm scared scared for the next seven weeks for our city absolutely of course scared about um, fires and my building and, and the such but I mean, but um, we all we all have i guess what i'm getting at is you know and you, you hear that thing like trust your gut and i'm not saying that you have to be a psychic i just you know some people latch on to the darkness right and yeah. i know you're not that guy i've known you long enough to know that you are a very positive individual but is your gut telling you anything do you think we're going to be okay i think we're going to be okay i really do i'm i'm i think there's because people have become so 
conscious and they've become self-aware, but they also know, have learned to focus on, like you were saying in the last kind of bit, you're, you're focusing your money on, on the things that are important to you mm-hmm. and the restaurants that are important to you, the bands that are mm-hmm. important to you and the things. And, uh, and you learn to really not take for granted the stuff that we had, you know? And so I think people have, for as much as is, is, is uncertain, I think, um, there's so many great things that have come of this in the fact that people are, they know what they want now. I know that all I want is to hug my grandma. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen that so many times on Facebook, Twitter, you know, like that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, so I think people, um, really, I think have been able to redirect their, their energy and, and to knowing what they want. Where do people go to find out everything there is to know about Palmer's? Well, if my website was perfectly updated, I'd say palmersbar.net. Um, so yeah, palmersbar.net or otherwise just Facebook or. Are there any uh, discussion groups about Palmer's on GeoCity still? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, I couldn't you, help you, it. You stunned him. Like you, oh, I just like, I, come on. The, the fact that people even remember GeoCities <laughs> is kind of remarkable. Um, all right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Tony, it is lovely to see your face in person. I, I miss it. You know, it was a thing that I, I guess I, I did take for granted, right? We all took everything mm-hmm. for granted back in the day, and it's wonderful to see you. So thank you for coming in. Oh, yeah. Good luck with the reopening, and I hope everything moves along nicely. I hope our city doesn't burn. I hope that people don't get sick. I hope these new variants are piffle that we don't really have to think about and i hope that we can get back to whatever semblance of normal looks like Mm -hmm. as it continues to evolve moving forward um that's going to do it for our show thanks to smart start mn thanks to sean bernard thanks to audio quip who provide us with all the nice equipment that we have in this room and as things start to reopen if you are a ted talker you know you like to get out to a ballroom at a hotel and give a <laughs> your variation on a TED talk if you're in a local band whatever the case may be audio equip is the place to go to get your equipment they're super cool guys and what did you say Sean earlier during your spot they're not assholes they're not assholes yeah and, I, and this has been a tough year from them for them because they haven't been able to do events and so if you're pre-planning any event in this next year Pre-schedule it now with audio equip and and uh, lease equipment from them. Nate and his crew are, they also, again, were on board at the very beginning yep. of this particular podcast, and they have been unrelenting in their support. So we cannot thank them enough, and we would ask you that if you listen to this on the regular or if you listen to it even once in a while and like the episodes, Nate and his crew are really, really good guys, and they know what they're doing. That's the bottom line, working with professionals and, in the words of Sean Bernard, they're not assholes. Also, thanks to our Patreon supporters and everyone else who's ever helped contribute to, I don't know, some of the corporate art we have hanging in the Smart Start MN studio. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, well, my buddy Dave, whose picture is right behind you, he's like, usually I hate corporate art, but this one seems to be okay. And it's terrifying. You would never walk into an office building and see that particular painting that's behind you right now. Oh, it's like, I know what it is. Yeah. It's behind my head. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's okay. You're fine. Every time I look at it, I'm like, that's Dave's poor Sean totally right normal. there. He's totally normal. That's Sean closer right to your head, too. It's <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to go. Before we go, uh, you are going to tell me, Tony, about this last song that we're going to play. So we're talking about a great Minnesota trio. And in fact, one of our most recent guests was one member of this trio. Oh. That would, of course, be Adam Levy. Oh, he joined us very, very recently. Uh, but we've also had the entire band on before. And... They're kind of amazing. Savannah and Barb and Adam got together, and they were originally kind of like a groovy Laurel Canyon cover band yep. called Turn, 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 but they've turned into a lot more than that. They made a record, and I, uh, disclaimer, I played with Adam Levy uh, just as I was leading up to Palmer's. We had a band called the Adam Levy and the Coming Collapse. <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> nice. You did this. Yeah. You did yeah. this. Wow. And because I bought Palmer's, we, we stopped playing, and he Tech the songs and made I think he's making a new Honey Dust record. Um, he is actually we heard some with those songs that, but uh, I'm this is a record that I I didn't expect to love as much as I do and and, and I'm blown away by it. Um, there's some some great rock and roll songs on there. Um, uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of Adam's songwriting. Like I, he's 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 not underrated locally, but I think he's really under like, he's a talented motherfucker he's been doing it for so long no matter how far back like, you I go unworthy playing with him yeah well I and mean, he's so good at it but he also happens to be you know given the the trajectory of his life and some yeah. of the things he's encountered and dealt with he remains a decent person right yeah. like i mean like there's there's 
whether or not there's darkness inside, he doesn't turn it outward onto others, which no. a lot of people do. And he remains creative and positive and really kind of a wonderful guy. Yeah, he's, he's very kind. And he's doing a lot for, you know, uh, people, people of color and different communities and stuff right now. Um, but he, he's, his ability to just shit out incredible songs. <laughs> he was, he just like, oh, oh, you like that one? I don't know. Like, <laughs> How the hell? He just wrote Imagine. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, like wow. it, 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 you know, it's yeah. just, they just keep coming out of him, mm-hmm. you know, and he can't stop. He's got like five projects going on at once because he's got so much. Um, but this, yeah, this song, I just, and, and, and I, it reminds me, and I even told him, it reminds me kind of, you know, like something of a, there's a Prince element to it, which I, I just I've had enough of Prince. I, I understand. We're all a little burnt. Um, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, um, but 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 I think it's a great kind of Beatles esque uh, chorus to the song too. And I think it's a it's like the last song of the record. It's like I eh, just put it at the end because it's not that good or whatever. And it's like what <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. It's fun to work with professionals, right? Yes, it really is. Tony, thank you very much, man. Thank you, Brad. Nice, nice to, to see Sean. you today. Good luck with Palmers, and um, we'll talk to you next time. In fact, as Sean mentioned, maybe we'll do one of these. From the deck at Palmer's. Maybe my ass. We're in. Yeah. Let's play. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't ever say maybe my ass again. <laughs> Adam Levy. For sure my ass. <laughs> for sure my ass. <laughs> and scene. Adam Levy, Savannah Smith, Barb Grinstead. They are turn, turn, turn. And this song is called The Garden as we wrap up the Brian Oak Show. Life is 